talking about inbox or hey email that I've been testing now for a couple days. I've got eight days left on my free trial and um, they are not a sponsor. They're not paying anything for this plug, but I'm actually really impressed. Uh, the downside of hey is that it's not free. You get an email address for for 14 days initially. If you want to keep using it beyond the 14 days, it's $100 a year, which on a month-to-month -month basis is not that much, but it does mean you have to cough up $100 to use it. But I've never seen an email client uh, route software and clean software as much. I literally am still getting used to the idea that most of the time when I look at it, my, my inbox doesn't have stuff in it because I have... It, the way it works is when the first time you get an email from somebody that it doesn't know and they know and they don't think is spam is they ask you to put it to route it to one of three places and um, uh, the inbox which they call IM box not IN box because it's important which I think is hokey but you know I can live with hokey um, if you know me you know I know hokey um, <laughs> and then uh, the other box other two boxes are the feed which is where you put things that you want to read later or that are like newsletter type things and so I get a lot of email like that from from you know United States Swimming Association the American Swim Coaches Association from uh, just a lot of different places where there's information or news feeds or something that I want to read, but I don't necessarily need it. I don't need to interact with it right now. It's like I can go look at that list and read that stuff at my leisure at some point. And then the third place you do funnel stuff to is called the paper trail. And that's where you would send like um, uh, any kind of like acknowledgement that you ordered something that would have an order number on it or a receipt or something that you might need to refer back to airline tickets that you purchased or something like that. So you can find them easily. And there's lots of other features to it, but th that sorting feature is the, 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 the best thing I have ever seen in any email client ever. And I have been dealing with email and email clients since they were invented. And so, um, uh, and I kid you not, since they were invented in the, in the, in the you know, late 70s. And uh, I'm actually really impressed with, hey, I'm, I'm, I've got eight days left on my free trial, which I'm gonna stretch to the eighth day. But uh, right now, I'm not using their email so much. I just took all my old email and forwarded it into the email box. I'm very impressed. Very impressed cool. with this stuff. So, um, uh, and I'm slowly getting used to the idea that it, you know, that my inbox is it's okay for it to be empty. I don't have to have a, a thousand emails there and pick out which ones I really want to look at versus the ones that are garbage. So, which are is you the way I've always forwarding all of your email from various different sources to this one box? I am right now, yes, just to see what it's like because I needed to get some email in there to use it. And so I literally took all of my emails and then I go back to my email client and, and check to see if I've like missed something, if something's gone through. And I haven't. And in fact, the exact opposite has been the case. I have caught things through the hey email because of the way it surfaces important emails that I missed in my big pile of emails coming from a thousand different places. Um, Interesting. And Interesting. I find myself, I sign up for newsletters that I never have time to read. Right. And, you know, some, some email clients like um, Outlook will say, do you want to, do you want to unsubscribe? And it's like, well, yeah, I guess I haven't, I haven't actually read this since I subscribed to it because I don't have any time to read it. Right. And so, you know, 
and then I get a lot of stuff, emails from, you know, places where I've shopped online because I like to shop online. Mm-hmm. Get our coupon or, you know, doorbuster sale or whatever. Yeah, and, and any kind of shopping online, then once you do that, you seem like you're forever tied to that company's pile of garbage that they send out. And some of them send out something daily or at least multiple times a week. Yes. Um, and it's like, you know, I, I didn't really want to have a lifetime relationship with you. I just wanted the leather chaps, you know? <laughs> Or whatever. <laughs> so, you know, it's, it, yeah, I don't know. You know, it's, I, I am actually impressed. To, I mean, it, it, at this point, I'm looking at it going, wow, you know, 100 bucks a year, this is a bargain. This is the best email client I've ever seen. It works on my phone, works on my laptop. It's, it's, it's web-based, so you can get anywhere you can get a web browser, you can get to it. Um, and I'm strongly thinking that this is the way I'm going to go even though I'm not fond of the of the fact that it's a you know you, it's it's a service and so you're counting on the company to be there and be around now that said it's a company that's been around for a long time um, they renamed themselves a year or so ago because they had one product that became such a runaway product they just renamed their company after that product um, but they've what been was around the company a while before? Uh, 37 folders is what they were called. And in the programming world, if you know Mac stuff, you know them. They've been around a long time. Um, that doesn't mean that, you know, they're still fifty a 50-person 50 company. I mean, you know, they could disappear tomorrow, you know. Like, um, uh, oh, shoot, what's the shopping uh, company that I just read about? That my mother-in-law used to love shopping at, um, oh, I'm blanking on the name of it. It's a um, kind of like a Kohl's competitor. Um but a discount place, more like a, um, um, like TJ Maxx. Yeah. Kind of like a TJ Maxx, but that's not who they were called. Ross? There was upscale from there. Similar type of thing as Ross, probably more like a direct competitor of Ross. And I'm blanking on the name of the, of the place and I need to get to a news thing so I can see it. And of course I don't have any news, just plain news, um, tabs open right now. So it'll, um, it'll come to you. We'll talk yeah. about something else. It'll come to you. Yeah. Hey, um, I know you had, uh, uh, probably have some things you want to talk about, but two days ago I teased something about my diet that I said I'd come back to, and then we never came back to it. Oh, so I thought, you yeah, know, before please. before the week is out, I should at least explain what it is I'm doing, and and because uh, I've been feeling very successful and a lot of energy and feel really good about it. Um, but like everything, I am a, a skeptic, and so you know when you look at the, and I'm air quoting here, science of serotonins. You kind of go, serotonin's, uh, okay. Is that like serotonin? Uh, well, or serotonin's, I don't know if I'm pronouncing it right. It's serotonin's, S-I-R-T-U-I-N-S. Now, serotonin's, there are, um, there's seven categories of these, and I will read, let me just read this, and I'll, and we can then play with whatever we want to from there. What makes the cert food diet so powerful is its ability to switch on an ancient family of genes that exist in each of us. The name for this family of genes is sirtunin. Sirtunins are special because they orchestrate processes deep within our cells that influence such important things as our ability to burn fat, our susceptibility or not to disease, and ultimately even our lifespan. So profound is the effect of sirtunins that they are now referred to as master metabolic regulators. In essence, exactly what anyone wanting to shed some pounds and live a long and healthy life would want to be in charge of. Okay? And they, okay. they, and they cite uh, a study from 20, 
13, no, 2013, where uh, they are from uh, Shanghai uh, uh, University, where they are cited as, in Latin, the uh, master regulators. Um, they further cite a study uh, showing that both in, uh, from, in tests from yeast up to mice, so all the way from yeast up to, uh, to mammals, that seven certains for seven deadly disease of aging that they through and that was published in the free radical biological medicine um uh in 2013. so i mean they cite studies as they go through this this is the diet that um adele used to lose her weight now she probably had professional chefs preparing her food and professional trainers working with her because hey why wouldn't you when you've got the money to do that right um and it's basically broken into three phases. The first phase is one week, and that one week is broken into a three-day and a four-day chunk where you're drinking basically juice that's made out of kale and arugula and celery. And, and they list like 20 top serotonin-inducing uh, foods. The idea being that there are certain foods that have uh, activators, chemical activators in them that will activate the serotons in your body. And if you, rather than taking things away from what you eat, that you add these serotons into your diet and, and that they then will activate these genes and help you lose weight. Um, they suggest that you don't exercise the first week, but that you then add some mild exercise in. But for the most part, live your life the way you've been living it. Just start adding these types of extra foods in. And the 20 different things are, uh, and, and there's plenty of other things that have serotons in it, but these are the, the big 20 that have the most. Arugula, buckwheat, capers, celery, chilies, cocoa, uh, coffee, extra virgin olive oil, garlic, green tea, kale, medjool dates, parsley, red endive, red onions, red wine, they like red stuff, soy, strawberries, turmeric, walnuts, okay? And they point out that if you look at the blue zones, that the people who eat in the blue zones tend to eat a lot of these types of foods, foods that have high serotonin activators in them. Um, you know, it's like the Mediterranean diet. Right. Yeah. So after you get past the first week of basically living off of this green juice, like for three days, it's nothing but juice. And then, the, the, and then, this, uh, then you add in one meal and then the second phase is, uh, is three weeks and it follows that first week where you're now having, uh, one juice a day and, and three meals a day and they have a meal plan that uh, covers a lot of different things. I mean, one of the things that I like, they have an Urshan shrimp stir fry with buckwheat noodles. And, you know, I mean, you use the, the, the soba buckwheat noodles, so you just get soba noodles. Um, and, you know, I know it wouldn't work for you because uh, uh, vegan, but, you know, they have vegan versions, by the way, of everything or vegan, vegan alternatives. So like, instead of the Asian shrimp stir fry, you could have a miso sesame glazed tofu and ginger. Um, Yum. And they've got, yeah, and, and you look at the, 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 the menu and the recipes, and what I have found in eating this is that um, my caloric, I log everything I eat while I'm doing this just to kind of get a feel for like, well, what's the protein and carbohydrate and fat makeup of everything, and how many calories am I really eating, and they say you don't need to do any of any of that, excuse me, you don't need to weigh anything, it's just add these foods in, and the first 21 days, they basically give you a, a menu to get you used to eating 
this way. And then after that, you just, they, they say, serotonize your own recipes, right? Take the things that you normally would eat and add, find ways to add some of these, these different high serotonin inducing foods into your, into your diet more. Um, and, uh, anyhow, um, thus far I've lost about 12 pounds and I am 25 days into it or 28 days. Wow. That's great. Congratulations. So, uh, so yes, I am losing weight. If I look at it, I see that I am eating significantly less calories than I was eating prior to this, but then I was eating unabashedly without any reservations, anything that I felt like. And, uh, you know, my COVID 17 had turned into a COVID 25 pretty quickly. Um, and so, uh, I won't say that I am, you know, healthy, well, and in shape because I am not, I had gotten so badly out of shape. It'll take more time than 25 days to get back in shape, but, um, or at least back to a reasonable weight. Um, I have one of those smart scales that weighs you and tells you, you know, what your fate, your fat versus water versus, uh, muscle content is and everything. And, um, uh, initially about five pounds was water weight that I lost, but since then it's mostly been fat weight. I have put on some muscle weight equally at that same time, again, with very little exercise. So, um, so far, you know, I'm liking and feeling better and I like the way that my body feels. And that's the most important thing to me. Um, I did start, uh, last week measuring my waistline around my belly button just to kind of say, well, you know, am I changing body shape, even though the weight may or may not change. And so I, I only have one measurement, so I don't have a way to, to track that yet. I should have started that from the beginning, but I didn't. Um, but I've got to say it's, it's, I think it, it works. I think that, um, you know, I don't feel hungry. And I think if anything, the, the diet and the, maybe it's the serotonins or serotons, um, serotons or I don't know. Anyway, maybe it's that the, the stuff that I'm eating is making me feel more full. It maybe is having some, you know, activating genes that make you feel more full when you're, when you haven't eaten all that much. I know that in the past when I've done diet or uh, dietary caloric restrictions that, um, you know, it feels like my stomach shrinks a little bit so that I, when, if I've been eating less for a period of time, then it doesn't take as much to fill me up as it did when I was eating more bulk and more stuff. Um, you know, I know that there are people who knock, uh, juice diets too, because they say, well, you're losing all of your, um, pulp and stuff. But I kid you not, I take a mixing bowl full of kale and arugula. I would never in a billion years eat that much kale and arugula and that much, um, that much, uh, roughage would scrape my inside so bad that I probably couldn't sit. Um, so, you know, juicing that and getting the goodness of all of those, uh, greens, I think is probably the better way to do it for me anyway. Um, but the downside is a mixing bowl full of greens and each, each thing of green juice that I have has like half an apple, half a lemon, um, two big handfuls of kale, a small handful of arugula, um, a couple pieces of fresh parsley, uh, a chunk of, um, uh, like two stalks of celery and a chunk of fresh, um, ginger. And if you add all that stuff up, it's, you're, you're talking three to $4 a bottle, depending on how much you spend for your stuff. Uh, and I have these little, like, um, I think they're 12 ounce or 14 ounce bottles that I put it in and I make up like four days worth of stuff at a time of the juice. And I'm still having one juice a day. I feel, I physically feel different and better. Like I ran out of stuff and I didn't make juice. So I went two days without the juice and then I started it back up. 
I physically feel different, and it's and it's. I don't know how to explain it other than I just feel more energetic and better when I have that juice is the first thing in the morning. So I have that before we go on the air, and then I make a cup of coffee that I sip while we're on the air, and then after we go off the air, meaning uh, eight o'clock ish, I have something for breakfast, and um, I, I it it makes me feel better it's working my wife's doing the same thing she says the same thing and she says the stuff tastes horrible but she says i want it because i, I feel better when i when i have it which is kind of cool um but it's not really cheap you know i mean and and you have to have a juicer that's capable of extracting juice from kale which means you know a masticating juicer which means probably at least a 75 to 100 dollar investment um you can go way I actually crazy have a with juicer those things. Like that. Okay. Um, not everybody does. I actually they bought don't. one of those, and, and I used to juice a lot. Yeah, um, I had to buy one because I did not have one. Uh, and you can spend easily six hundred dollars. In fact, if you go to thewirecutter.com, the the one that they say is the best one is six hundred dollars. That's the upgrade version. The one that they recommend as they get this one is four hundred dollars. So, you know, they're not cheap, but you can get one inexpensively. So you you used to juice a lot. Excuse me. I did. Um, I did. And I did. Um, the only thing that I really didn't like when I was juicing was beets because beets taste like the ground when they're raw. Right. And so, um, uh, so, but I, I juiced kale and every kind of fruit mm-hmm. and um, I've tried cucumber and, um, you know, I, cucumber has an odd taste that I'm not particularly fond of. I juiced celery. I juiced, um, you know, all kinds of leafies besides just kale. So, yeah. So maybe I yeah. should do that again. Yeah. Well, I shared a copy of the diet book with you and my brother when you guys were over here yes, you um, did. a while back. So you have the, the recipe. I will tell you that this, the only juice that I've used is this cert food juice. This, um, that they've, I mean, there are other juices you could do and they even give you some. And, but this cert food green juice, like I said, it's two handfuls of kale, uh, uh, a handful of arugula, uh, and they say handful. They tell you exactly how much, and you can weigh 75 grams out or two and a half ounces out of kale if you want. But what they said is, if you know, it, it basically by using handfuls, it you self uh, measure for somebody your size um, for the most part. And so um, that said, my wife is getting my size because I've been doing all the juicing. So, so there, she's getting us <laughs> much more juice than she might. Um, but yeah, you know, a little bit of parsley, celery, uh, a little bit of an apple, uh, a little bit of ginger, a half lemon and a half. Uh, oh, I forgot. You also get a half teaspoon of, of matcha um, green tea powder in it. So you get your caffeine kick in there too. They recommend not having any juice after 7 p.m. So, uh, Which makes sense. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I was blaming you and Dr. Yanez for my not sleeping well either yesterday. Um, I was busy in my office and doing some running around, and I drank a multiple diet sodas yesterday with caffeine too, which is more caffeine than I normally have. So that probably had something to do with my my uh, <laughs> restlessness last yes, night. Was the it probably did. chemical yes, properties did. of the Mountain Dew that I chugged, uh, not right before bed, mind you, but still. Um, but anyway, um, I've been very pleased with the diet, and yeah, I mean, time will tell how long I um, hang in there, but we have also found several recipes in there. I bought not only the the original diet book, but the uh, official cert food recipe book and another uh, cert food recipe book done by a a different author um, to give me, you know, just some options to pick from in terms of things to make um, that fit the diet. And I mean, 
you know, that Asian trip stir-fry with buckwheat noodles, we both really liked, and that's easy to do, so we've done that, you know, once a week, and that we usually make enough so we can have at least two meals out of it. Uh, uh, they also have a good um, uh, chili con carne with, you know, it's got, like, ground beef in it, but again, every single day in here on the, on the, on phase two, they have two recipes. One is vegan and one is not, so there are options for vegan, plus you can do the Asian strip shrimp stir-fry I made that once um, I don't think you came over because you weren't you had work or something but you were coming over and so um, I did it with uh, I had uh, I cooked it but then I didn't put the meat in the noodles I cooked the meat separately pan fried it with a little soy and an oil and so I had shrimp I had uh, bits of, of um, seasoned chicken and then I had also um, some fried tofu so you could take your choice as to which one of those you wanted to add to the noodles and vegetable mixture. And uh, uh, I had, I wasn't going to let it go to waste, and so I went ahead and ate all of it, and uh, and it was all good. Yum. You know, and the rest of the the, uh, the rest of that recipe, other than the, the shrimp that's in it, is the only thing that would be non-vegan is shrimp. Um, it's not like you're putting a bunch of cheese or something in there. Uh, I'm trying to think about olive oil, they say Thai chilies. I, I haven't been able to find them. I've been using Serrano chilies instead just because that's what I could find. So I've got Serrano chilies and a lot of stuff. But, you know, some celery and green beans chopped up in it, some kale because they love kale. Um, I substituted vegetable stock for chicken stock, and we were rocking and rolling. Did cool. I say that the wrong way? I said it the wrong way, didn't I? Substituted. No, I said vegetable stock for chicken stock. Yes. Okay, I said it right. Anyway, um, certain food diet. 20 day 20 something and uh so far seems to be doing okay i will update the world as we go forward by the way i forgot to mention that i just spent 10 minutes talking about food uh, <laughs> uh what's nice about it though like I said is you could like you've decided to eat vegan you can continue to eat vegan and just you know kind of do some modifications or add some things to your diet and essentially do this and still be completely vegan this is sort of an adjunct it's not a diet in and of itself which i kind of like so yeah it just sounds like a healthy way to eat. It really is. I mean, if you just look at the diet, it's like, okay, I'm eating a lot of vegetables. And when I and and for somebody who is an omnivore, when I eat meat, the meat is usually a um, an adjunct to the meal. It's like a uh, a side dish. You know, it's you get you know two to four ounces of something to go with it. It's not the main focus of the meal like the traditional American diet. Um, and so you know, you're still getting that protein, and you try to make it a high quality protein but it's not uh, everything. By the way, I had mentioned um, the totally different tack here, just to, to get back to what we talked about on the radio show. I mentioned the uh, Give My Regards to Broad Street, and then I said Tracy Ullman was in it because that was me remembering it, but when I looked it up, she wasn't in it. I was looking at the Give My Regards to Broad Street album webpage. If you go to the Give My Regards to Broad Street film webpage, you will see that she is in it. She plays Sandra. Uh, oh, and so she is in the movie. I did remember it right. Um, it is still a bad movie, but hey, you know, it's, <laughs> if you got nothing else to do, watch it. It's got some Paul McCartney music, and there's a scene where he's in the studio playing with Ringo. This was oh, circa cool. 1982. So, so yay, so go John Ringo. John Lennon was was gone at that point. Was George yes. Harrison gone at that point? No, George was still with us. He had yet to do the Traveling Wilburys, and in fact, I think at that point in time, roughly around that time. He had the uh, hit single out when we were fab. Oh. 
Was that a hit in the U.S.? I don't remember that at all. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was fab. Way back when, when we was fab. Interesting. Interesting, interesting. So, on to politics. Statistician Nate Silver and his 538.com and uh, it's spelled out the words 538.com for those of you all who want to look it up. The team ran 100 simulations of the November election and found that Joe Biden defeated President Trump in 71 of them. Um, It's clearly good news for Biden. Um, Having 70-ish percent percent chance of beating an incumbent in in early August before any conventions or debates is far better than the position that most challengers find themselves in. But he also thinks that widespread prediction of Biden, uh, Biden romp are misguided. He reminds readers that his site's final forecast in 2016 also had Trump with an identical 29% chance of victory. So, you're, if, so if you're not taking a 29% chance as a serious possibility, I'm not sure there's much we can say at this point. Um, although there's a Zoom poker game that I'd be happy to invite you to. <laughs> <laughs> so, Zoom poker. He, runs down, he runs down the reasons that it's too early to write off Trump and one is the uncertainty index built into the models this year the coronavirus is a big factor um, a vaccine or a dramatic decline in cases or deaths before November could give Trump a boost another issue uh, Silver expects the race to tighten in the coming months and it appears that Trump would have an advantage over Biden in the electoral college in a close race. Mm-hmm. Of course, that uncertainty, uncertainty cuts both ways. And so, you know, my, my thought is because, because um, uh, well, our, our media, our standard, our mainstream media is, is horribly biased. It really is. Um, if you look at CNN or MSNBC or NBC News or ABC News, any one of them, mm-hmm. um, they, they clearly are, are, they want Biden to be president. And so look for the news for the coronavirus to be, oh my God, it's Armageddon, everybody's going to die. Yeah. You know, I actually was watching ESPN the other day, and one of the ESPN guys basically started his, his analysis of, of, you know, sports and coronavirus with, well, if our president and our federal government hadn't completely botched their response to this, then we wouldn't be in this state. But, and then he went on to say whatever he was saying. And I'm like, wow, has he been programmed? <laughs> yeah, no kidding. And, and so is our president also responsible for what's happening in Europe? Because in, in Asia, they've had spikes again, too. Is, is it's that all his also fault that the hurricanes fault? come out of the Caribbean as well, you know? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, there's plenty of things to blame Trump for. This is not one of them. Yeah. You know, and he'll say he wasn't blaming Trump for COVID. He was blaming Trump for the response to COVID. But, yeah. but you know, the way our country is structured, that is almost exclusively exclusively the purveyance of your local health person at the county yes. level. At the county level. Even your state yes. governors talk a lot, but they don't really have any authority to do anything. It's the county level, your health person at your county level, that person you voted for. Who, who, you know, you probably pick somebody randomly and then moved on real quickly. That's the person who who's making the decisions. You know. So. And there's nothing wrong with local control over stuff. No, other than I it, like it, it like doesn't it, it doesn't make for very good national coordination of things. But you know, that's where you want to see them coordinate. Is is trying to find a uh, you know immunization plan and put that together. And, and fairly distributed amongst the states. So, 
By the way, I was wrong. Fab was 87 when we was Fab. The hit that he, uh, that um, George Harrison had in 82 was all those years ago, which, by the way, included vocals from Paul and Linda McCartney, as well as uh, Ringo Starr on drums. Cool. It was almost the Beatles back together. Um, it was the year after John Lennon's murder. So, cool. Um, yeah, sorry, didn't not, mean to derail de- 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 No, you. no, no, I'm... I'm I, I'm trying to remember that song. Sorry, I sounded. I, I sounded All those a years ago. Doo, 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 doo. I have to go back and listen to it. Yeah. You know, I mean, I was okay. I'm going to be really honest. When I was, uh, so in 1982, I was 12 years old, and I yeah. listened to um, KROQ. I was an exclusive K Rock listener, and um, for those of you all not in the Los Angeles area, um, KROQ was like the and it still K-Rock. is the, the alter- K-Rock. Yeah. It's the it's the uh, the the alternative. Back then, it was new wave, and you know that's the music that they played. And I listened to them, you mm-hmm. know, for years and years and years and years into my twenties. And so um, I did not listen to pop radio at all. Yeah. So, well, it it yeah. I mean, it it's and this was definitely, you know, George Harrison being poppy. Um, this was on the album Somewhere in England all those years ago. Let's see if I can. I really like um, George Harrison. Oh, I do remember this. I do remember that yeah, song. That was kind of his tribute to um, to John Lennon all those years ago. You were the one, you know. You kind of you were our leader when we started, and uh, and and so that was sort of his ode to John Lennon. Because again, this came out in '81. John Lennon died or was killed in December of 1980. So, um, yeah, yeah, and oh. and it brought the remaining three Beatles together because that was Ringo Starr's drums, and then the harmonies were. Um, uh, Paul McCartney and Linda McCartney. So, you know, and it do wasn't you too remember, long after that that you, they did that um, that retro that that uh, documentary, the um, the Beatles anthology, and they actually picked up some songs that were um, that Yoko Ono gave them that that uh, John Lennon had been working on and reworked them. And so the last two Beatles songs were released posthumously for um, uh, John Lennon as the other three then finished the songs and recorded them. So, are, do you remember where you were when John Lennon was shot? Yes, I actually do. I was, um, uh, granted, New York, East Coast, we're in the West Coast. He was getting home from recording studio in the wee hours of the morning. I was laying in bed and happened to have the radio on next to the bed listening to music as I went to sleep. And they broke in. And I very quickly grabbed a cassette tape, stuck it in, and listened to... The, um, the the initial break in was that you know, the you know was oh we found out that John Lennon has been shot, um, and they started playing Lennon's music both solo and Beatles, and then there was a update, and the way they did it was they um, they took the Beatles song um, oh shoot the one where there's there that build up dun 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 dun, dun. and then they came on and said is that all we need is love. Uh, I don't think it was All We Need Is Love. It was from the Let It Be album. But um, uh, anyhow, 
then they they after they 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 paused it at the end of the crescendo said tonight at blah 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 time John Lennon has been pronounced dead and then they went don't finish the song and and oh yeah and then they had people calling in talking about it after that and I've of course lost the cassette since that time I wish I'd have kept it because it was like one of the local radio stations basically covering it here on the west coast as everything was happening of course you know that was probably like 9 or 10 o'clock our time because I think it was like 1 a.m. or something their time wow Yep. Yeah. I was laying in bed. Crazy, crazy, crazy. So mm-hmm. um, I, I don't remember where I was. My, I didn't really grow up. My, my mom had Beatles albums, mm-hmm. but I, I, I didn't grow up listening to the Beatles. She really actually didn't like them very much. So, um, you know, that wasn't that wasn't a part of my my childhood. You know, you think about the music that you listen to and so much of it is is what you grow up with, right? I mean, so if you grew up with country music, you're more likely to listen to country music as an adult. Not that you can't learn to appreciate other kinds later, but um, uh, I've just never been a huge Beatles fan. Um, I do, I like their music when it's sung by other people. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't I don't like their voices, except George Harrison, I like his voice. Yeah, I, I was always uh, a fan of theirs. I like them as a harmony. Their solo voices are so-so. They're okay. It's not like they're off-key or anything. They just weren't great voices. There's not a lot of resonance there, not richness in the... You know, but I thought that they harmonized really well. Um, and, they did. You know, the two- and three-part harmonies that they would work in there. And and just incredible songs. The, their songs were just well-written. And melodically, they were not sort of the same thing over and over. More than almost any band that's had hits, they didn't say, hey, here's a sound, let's just do that one over and over. Early on, they were. You know, the first couple albums were very much sort of that early 60s version of 50s pop. And But they then very quickly started evolving in ways that other people hadn't. And that's, you know, why they became the Beatles that we know. Because they... Um, not only lyrically did they do interesting things, but but sonically they they created different sounds and different sound structures that I just to this day find really interesting to listen to. So, hmm. so um, on to political news. Back to political news. Although this is not our politics. Um, there are protests apparently in Belarus um, over uh, an election they had this past Sunday, and. Um, their police there use live fire against the protesters. Lovely. Isn't that great? That's the smart thing to do. Yes. Yes. So at least one person was injured. Two others have been killed during a harsh crackdown on protests, including a 25-year-old man who died after being arrested and placed in a police van. His mother says he was beaten to death and the police have refused to allow her to see the body. Almost 7,000 people have been detained and um, uh, amid the biggest protests since President Alexander Lukashenko came to power in 1994. So everybody who calls Trump a fascist, you can call him a lot of things. He's not a fascist. This is fascism. This is totalitarianism. This is what that looks like. Yeah. Yeah. It's terrible. It really is. You know, I mean, and I, I don't sigh because I'm you know, trying to make light of it, it's just, it's like, what next? What next? You know? Yes. You start to, you know, if, if you take everything to heart, you just start feeling so beat down. 
you know. Yeah. Yes. Just you know, so and, many people out there behaving badly and 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 just plain evil actions. It just it's just so exhausting to listen to it all and and to deal with it all. It just hey. So you know, this is you know what what gives people hope in darkness because this is not the only time in the world where there's been there's been extreme darkness kind of laying over the world this is not the only time this has happened and what brought people out of that faith family um uh, hope um i would say faith is the big one Mm -hmm. and family is a big one but faith is a really big one this kind of you know idea that you believe in something bigger than yourself and that this is what's happening now is all part of a part of a larger um, thing, a larger. (laughs) Yeah. Well, it's difficult to maintain a sense of positivity when, when, when you believe that all that exists and all that matters is what you see and what you can touch. Yes. Yes. Sorry. And I, forgive me. I have, I have allergies and I had to cough, so I apologize. But for me, like, well... Don't apologize for allergies. Allergies can't, you know... Right? You know. So I apologize for coughing, not the allergies. There you go. There you go. (laughs) So, there you go. So, um, you know, for me, you know, a lot of this stuff that's happening now is in the Bible, right? And so, you know, it's, I have comfort in knowing that it's all part of a greater plan. That this is, this what is happening is bigger than us. And that, you know, that, that I believe that we have a God that is in control and a a God who is, um, who's got us. If you believe in him, he will, I mean, you've got eternal life, right? So you've, (coughs) sorry. So if you, um, if you are born again, if you give your life to Christ as your, as, as your savior, um, then you will have eternal life. And, and so, okay. So it may be a little dark right now, but that's okay because, you know, it will get better. It's always darkest before the dawn. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you can't appreciate the sunlight if you haven't lived in the dark for a while. Yep. Um, real-time so, correction, by the way, totally separate. Um, I mentioned the, the song. The song is Day in a Life. It's the last song on Sgt. Pepper's. And it's the one oh. where you builds all the way up to... Yeah, so it's the last song on, on Sergeant Pepper's Day in a Life. <laughs> so anyway, I'm need to, are you to are you inhaling a bunch of smoke from the fires? It, it, I am. I, mean, I am sitting outside, you, and, yeah. and it's, something is aggravating my asthma, so yeah. I need to go in. And um, so we're at the end of our show, so it we actually are. works out fine. We'll just wrap her up today. So um, yeah, so sorry for the sort of ADD show today as we bounced around through different things. That's just where I'm at today. So I apologize to anybody. Oh, me found. too found things a little um uh lacking of congruency here because you know <laughs> hey, uh you know sometimes you just go with what pops into your head and uh you know you're lucky we didn't uh, you know start chattering away in tongues or something and, and yes uh, you know this but we hope been, you enjoy is... the show we hope you enjoy it and rate us well um on the brief stream of consciousness radio there you go hey by the way um if you're interested at all in tech stuff you can also subscribe to two minute tech uh, that's two min tech two i uh, two m i n t e c h. Uh, that podcast is literally a two minute podcast. I set it up so it comes out daily. Uh, it launches at three o'clock on the West Coast each day, 
Um, so it's there in your downloads to listen to as you commute to the bathroom, you know, however long it takes you to, whatever it takes you, to, two minutes, you know, if you want to wash your hands for two minutes, you know that you've killed the virus. So anyway, um, uh, there, you, there go. you go. Two minute tech, I cover, you know, tech issues that we all face day to day and hopefully you enjoy it and, uh, and, and rate that one well too. So anyway, we're wrapping it up. I'm Todd Breaker. Thanks for joining us. I'm Erin Brinker. Have a great day, everybody. We'll see you tomorrow.